You're listening to The Bob and Bo Show. Here are your hosts, Ty Bob and Ty Bo. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Uh, it's week one. But before we get into that, I'm one of your hosts, Ty Bo. Find me on Twitter at Ty underscore Bo underscore. And don't forget, we are joined graciously by Ty Bo, who is on a beach in a remote location coming at you. Make sure to follow him and the show. Remote at... <laughs> Make sure to follow him and the show at Bob in Bo Show. Again, that's Bob in Bo Show. Um, we are coming at you live for week one, baby. And right now, as I'm sure you can tell, we we've already missed the first game of the season. We're actually watching it as we record right now uh, on Thursday. Uh, before we get too far into Pick'em and Chiefs breakdown, last week was very successful. Uh, you guys joined in. You let us know that you liked the show. We had a lot of listeners, uh, and that's great. We also changed a lot of things up on our YouTube. We're making sure to put video in now. It's not just our logo and the podcast. Uh, it, it is changed a little bit since there's not going to be the music and some of sort of the other editing. It's just going to go straight up. Um, so make sure if you're not uh, subscribed, you're not watching on YouTube, jump over to YouTube and get on there as well. Uh, get us those views on there. But it was also successful. And we had our good buddy, Mr. Sean Wilson, join in on the show. And he loved it so much. You guys, your guys' reception to it was really great. And so Sean has decided to join us full time. So as our he's third committed. Host, he's committed. We put the ring <laughs> on it. <laughs> Beyonce style. Uh, so with that, Sean, uh, take it away a little bit. Introduce yourself. Give us your uh, give us your socials uh, where we can find you. Yeah, uh, you can mainly find me on Twitter at Sheen1440. S H E N one four four zero. Simple and easy. Uh, fourteen forty is his I number, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I'm fourteen thirty, just so everybody knows. Yeah, that doesn't matter. We are part of the same fraternity. <laughs> yeah, only ten off. That doesn't matter too much. Uh, mm, seniority, bitch. <laughs> yeah, love to be here. Had a great time. <laughs> gonna be a great year. We're just gonna forget about everything Tybo says for a little bit, but it's gonna be a good year. <laughs> uh, we are happy to have you uh it was a good time last show uh but with that said ladies and gentlemen week one is upon us we are only a few short days and a mere few hours away from kansas city kicking off the nfl season in in arizona where we will hopefully inevitably end the season with a Super Bowl victory. Oh, it's no matter back in if Arizona I, this year? It's in Arizona. We start and we end the year in Arizona, ladies Ooh. and gentlemen. Let's Confidently. ride. We, we start and end there. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Chiefs kingdom, let's ride. I mean, <laughs> uh, uh, like the game going on currently, uh, like Bill's defense looks pretty good, but I mean it's it's seventeen ten right now in the third quarter. Both offenses like, has looked awful. They yeah. struggle a little bit, so hopes are high. Go so Chiefs. <laughs> With that said, we're going into a hot, arid landscape now. It is in a dome. 
I believe uh, State Farm Field or whatever they want to call it down there. It's not like it's known for winning much. Um, and more, more or less, it was the 49ers home stadium there for a good part of the COVID year. So uh, the only winning that was happening there was not coming from the Cardinals. And speaking of that, there's going to be even less winning coming from the Cardinals this year. Uh, before we get too much into it, I want to go over the injury reports. The Chiefs had uh, zero injury reports outside of Frank Clark, who is out with an illness. They, the Chiefs uh, staff has not specified whether that is an actual illness. The continued stomach issues that he's had over the last three seasons previous or if it had anything to do uh, with the court case that was going on, which has now been resolved, could have been any one of those things and just labeled. And as I, I honestly feel about. like, I, I feel like we're pretty honest about that. If it was, if it was legal stuff, um, we would be pretty forward with saying like, he's got something right. going on. I illness that was handled. A while we, I mean, it's, it's common from, yeah. And I mean, illness wise, we, we know what we're getting with Frank, Frank Clark. Um, he had the changes to his diet and uh, some of that stuff over the off season, but we know he's got stomach issues and um, Andy Reed does not have a problem letting him sit out of practice. So. No, I, I don't think that's a big issue. Now we do have some uh, big issues coming out of Arizona. Obviously D hop is going to be out uh, with the six game PED suspension. So we do not have to worry about that. We have also got DNPs and light practices over the last two days, Wednesday and today, Thursday. Uh, the light practices and DNPs over the last two days, uh, Zach Ertz, tight end, JJ Watt, defensive end, who didn't practice the last two days, uh, cornerback Trayvon Mullen, uh, light practice by guard Justin Pugue, and uh, light practice by uh, offensive tackle Cody Ford out of Oklahoma. Uh, you also have a couple DNPs that went into light and full practices with defensive end Marcus Golden uh, and a uh, did not practice and a full practice today in uh, former Chiefs friend Rodney Hudson, um, who I forgot absolutely went to Arizona, but he seems to be fine and in full working condition. So with that said, that is the injury lineups. Um who do you, I mean, I, I think it's pretty clear, but who do you guys think has the edge um, with, with who's out and in uh, out of these injury lineups and who's going to be ready? Well, I think that uh, Cardinals, all their players out right now, it's looking pretty good for us. I think our, our offensive line is going to look pretty good against their defensive front coming in. Thought of J.J. Watt over there coming at us. And, you know, I mean, I'm, uh, out. I'm, I'm fairly relieved that, you know, but personal feelings aside, I'm glad we're not having to play D-Hop. Um, I'd be a little bit more concerned with this game if D-Hop was playing. Um, but, uh, yeah, injury-wise, like, we look like a we're a fully healthy team coming into this game, and Cardinals have the issues. So, just judging on injury report-wise, like, we definitely have the edge there. Like, we're coming into, we're coming into this game. Um, with a full healthy roster. Yeah, I'd agree. Usually I'd be more worried about D hop. He is aging. His numbers are in decline. Even if he was playing, I don't think it'd be much of a challenge. Uh, 
relatively speaking. Uh, we've played against. We've D-Hop been before many times <laughs> with a much better with a much better quarterback as well. Like it's no slight at Kyler Deshaun Watson barring outside of football activities is a fantastic quarterback and much just that much better than Kyler Murray. Uh, and we've had no problems there before. So um, uh, what do you, what are you guys um, expecting to see out of this game? Obviously a full healthy chiefs roster, a, a brand new wide receiver core. Patrick Mahomes was quoted uh, uh, during his press conference earlier this week. Sorry to fantasy football owners. Uh, this is going to be not a running back by committee, a wide receiver by committee. We've got four or five guys who can step in and fill a spot no matter what. Um, what are you guys expecting to see out of this game? Um, not just specifically the Chiefs, but but both teams totally. So, um, number one, um, I'm excited to see the offense's new script. Um, we got a little bit of a taste of it in preseason, but, you know, they're not trying to give away too much. Um, but this is a full offseason of preparation with, a guy, with guys that have, you know, picked up minor injuries, but overall have stayed healthy. Um, Andy Reid's had plenty of time to game plan with these boys, Pat Mahomes. Um, even got working with his receiver core before the offseason. So, like, these guys have rapport um, and chemistry. So the new script um, coming into the new season is going to be exciting to watch, um, even if you're not a Chiefs fan. Like, Chiefs offense is going to be exciting. So, Yeah, I think that was showcased in the preseason with uh, the only drives Patrick was in there for. He spread the ball out. What did he throw it to? almost nine different receivers throughout the whole entire preseason. He really spread that out. Uh, I'm excited to really see the defense come together a little bit here. We have always had a little bit of trouble with running quarterbacks. So I'm excited to see this, these new linebackers come in and see what they can do. And hopefully they are way more athletic than our past linebackers and come in and finally stop a running quarterback for once. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I think that's an interesting point that you bring up with the running quarterbacks. Uh, we have struggled against the likes of Lamar and Russell Wilson in the past. Um, I would also attribute that to corners, Marcus Peters, who don't like to tackle anyone uh, and, and linebackers who don't know what they're doing. <clears throat> Anthony Hitchens. Um, Get off his but... fucking dick, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, man's got a ring okay yeah yeah he's he's not on a team for a reason uh bringing in nick bolton willie gay uh leo chanel um you know i i think that's that's going to bring in a different dynamic uh a lot of qb spies i don't think we're going to see the same issues with running quarterbacks that we have in the past um, even as much as I don't like Spags, I think we've got enough talent and guys with good football IQ uh, to be able to cover this, the specific areas, even if it's not generally their assignment. And uh, I saw some stuff floating around on Twitter uh, asking Chiefs Kingdom who um, or what position group they felt was the strongest um, on both sides of the ball. But on defense, I feel like our linebackers are our strongest position group. I really do. Like the, the play of Willie Gay and Nick Bolton is going to shine this season, and I'm not intimidated at all by a quarterback like Kyler Murray. Yeah, but this year they're actually going to get the opportunities to play 
all the downs they need to play instead of just every once in a while like they have in the past. We're not getting Ben Neiman out there on third down anymore. And that's exactly why that excitement needs to be there. It's right there. That's they're they're gonna be our best players are gonna be playing good football. Our offense is gonna be fine this year. The linebacking core, as historic as it has been in Kansas City's franchise, seems to be on a meteoric rise back to a historic level, potentially. Um that is, I think that is one of the most exciting. I, that's one of the most exciting storylines that I don't think anybody in Kansas City is talking about enough. Obviously, they're mentioning the likes of of Bolton and Gay individually, but they're not talking about the historic, uh, uh, the the history that the Kansas City Chiefs have at linebacker and how we could be returning to that. In another Bobby essence, Bobby Bell, Willie Lanier, hell yeah, DJ Tomba. Like you, you name it, like guys year after year after year, just being able to to put out numbers. One of the things that nobody is talking about, and I, I, it, it needs to be talked about, but I don't blame anybody for not talking about it because it's one of the most depressing things that's been around uh, is how poor our defensive line is. We've talked about it. We've harped on it. 29th last year, overall 29th in sacks, uh, bottom third in pressures and hits. Um, it, it's been really poor. Now we have been devastated by injuries and having uh, not enough players at those positions to be able to keep them on the field. But we do have a resurgence this year. We're moving Chris Jones back inside with a little extra weight added onto his body. Uh, we have added in the depth and have players back from injury at defensive end. This is going to be the game that sets up the tempo for the rest of the season. They've got a good running back in James Conner down there in Arizona. They they do have a, a quarterback who can move outside of the pocket and throw on the run, even though we don't feel he'll pressure us uh, running down the field, opening and getting outside of that pocket and creating zones for those receivers to run in. What are you guys expecting from this defensive line against that uh, mobile Arizona offense? I think they're going to be able to contain them for the most part, but they're going to get their yardage. They're not going to kill us with it, but they're going to be able to move down the field and pick up some first downs with it. I don't, I don't see them really killing us with it. You know, as far as the defensive line goes, uh, I I've have really tempered expectations. I, I really think, like, if you want me to describe it, like I think serviceable at best is what we're going to get out of the D-line. Um, but I do think that's all this team's really going to need. Um, I uh, I have faith. Um, I, I do think Kyler's going to be able to throw a ball, throw the ball a little bit. But I have faith in some of our playmakers to create turnovers. Um, that's kind of been our saving grace when we've had good defenses. It's almost like that bend but don't break mentality. Um, we we keep the offense out there for. Um, a decent amount of snaps, and then we get a turnover or stop them with a field goal, something like that. Um, you know, I, I like what what one thing we've been fairly good at in in the past few years, even with a bad defense, <clears throat> has been setting an edge, and that's um, fa- very important when you have a mobile quarterback. Um, now, when play breaks down, we'll we'll see what kind of motors our our, our ones have. Um, I know Karloftis is hungry and wants to be able to uh, be out there and make plays. Um, he's just got to be good enough uh, for the for the one team. So um, I, I don't expect a whole lot of 
sacks or big plays out of the D line, but I feel like they're going to play well enough that, you know, we're going to win this game without too much worry. I would agree. I agree. I think it's, um, I don't know. I'm, I, I would agree. The big plays will be limited. I'm worried more so about uh, their ability to be able to drive down the field. Um, we've had really poor run stopping abilities in the past. And I know that comes from mainly the linebacker position and filling and flowing. And we'll kind of have to see how that goes. Um, but that limited ability does worry me a little bit. Do we know where Daryl Williams sits on their uh, running back depth chart? Second, between second because and third. If he's second, like he's going to get some snaps. Um, I feel like he's a guy that um, is is going to be hungry to play against us. Like you're playing your former team, you know, you usually got that little bit of extra added chip on your shoulder. Um, you know, maybe, I mean, he's not going to take over the game, but expect Daryl Williams to like try and show out, like see some effort from him for sure. He's he's between second and third with uh, Eno Benjamin. I would expect because it's Kansas City for him to have that running back two role. Um, but to be 100% realistic, James Connors got that number one position locked up. For sure. Whether it's going to sure. be a receiving or a running down. Um, only time Daryl or Eno hey, is going to Daryl's got some tape as a receiving back, my, my guy. Yeah, he, he does, you know. <laughs> Football straight to the face mask and dropping it for nothing. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just talking about the life. fucking wheel route. Oh, oh I know. Raiders. Oh, I know. That's a good one. Pat, just chuck that one up there, bud. <laughs> there you go. Go out and get it. Um, so we've talked a little bit about the defense. One of the concerns on offense is our running back position. Obviously, everybody's been really high on Pacheco and – our number one undoubtedly is going to be Clyde Edwards-Alaire. How do you guys see Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy utilizing this running back committee come Sunday? I would say look for them to kind of ease Isaiah Pacheco into it. Um, again, not giving away too much too early. Um, he could be kind of a hidden weapon. Um, he's already going to be utilized in the return game. Um, so... I, I'm kind of hoping and I'm expecting for him not to get too many snaps on offense because I think we're going to be doing just fine with the starters that are out there. Um, but I would love it if, you know, we're up by a certain amount of points and they just sit Clyde for the fourth quarter or something like that, you know, love for that to happen. Yeah, I see us running the ball very little until we're up big. Uh, we're going to get out to a quick lead with Patrick Tonin to everybody out there. Then we're going to see what he can do with Clyde out there. See if the offensive line can push forward for us. I think That's what they can, want to do. They want to so bad, but they just don't call the plays for it. I want uh, McKinnon to get out there. I loved watching him at the end of last year, but I feel like we're also going to limit him during the year so he's ready to go for the playoffs because he's a little injury prone throughout the whole entire season. But... I don't who's know. not we'll, who's not on our offense right now. Yeah. Man. I feel like we'll see a little bit of Pacheco on uh offense, offensive snaps though. Get out there and see what he has. Probably won't do anything super big right now. Don't put him out there in those situations. Um keep him wait a, a second, wait a second here. Um 
Andy said we're only taking three running backs into this game on the active list. So it's either McKinnon or Rojo that's going to be sitting. That's one getting moved. Is one getting moved down to the practice squad? Because we've got our 53 set and we've got four running backs on it. Yeah. Does McKinnon have an injury? No, because he's not on the injury. There's no injuries. Nope, there's no injuries. Maybe maybe I saw that. Maybe I'm wrong. I haven't seen that personally. I'm not going to say you're wrong. It it could be something that came out that went underneath everybody's radar. I haven't seen anybody say anything, but it also, like Andy does like to do some random things, just generally not so close to game time. Um, we'll leave that on a on a side note. We we'll, let's he jump did, into. The- I do remember him saying that whoever's active, everybody's going to get a carry. He's going to get everybody involved. Okay. So, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that at all. Um, I, I don't think anybody's going to get a ton of touches uh, outside of Clyde. Like, I think Clyde is going to be given the opportunity to be the lead back in game one. And if it doesn't work out, then we're going to start seeing a rotation uh, of running back by committee through the rest of the season. I think this is Clyde's position opportunity to either separate himself from everyone or fall back into the group. Um, but we've talked a little bit about running backs. Let's jump into wide receivers. Um, on a on a on a note, as we jump into wide receivers, I have recently learned, and uh, nobody has talked about this. Nobody picked up on my tweet. McCole Hardman is a Siggy Pop smoker. What do you mean by that? Are you talking cigarettes? Cigarettes. McCole <laughs> Hardman likes to go into the casino. Get a little drunk, drop about twenty five k on roulette, and then go over and smoke ciggy pops in the bar. I can't blame him. I'm smoking a cigar right now, dude. <laughs> You're also not a professional athlete. He's fine. I mean, he can still <laughs> run like that and smoke cigs. Like that's he's good. It's fine. I'm sure he's probably just like the rest of us who like a little nicotine buzz while we're buzzing. Uh, so I can't blame him too much. I just thought that was an interesting story as he likes to go in and drop bands on roulette and smoke cigarettes uh, or this close to the season. I thought it was a little odd. Uh, knowing that, uh, we've got a wide receiver by committee. Obviously, Travis Kelsey is going to be our number one, so we can kind of leave that aside. Who is our Who is our number one wide receiver? Who's going to be our number one target for this week one game in Arizona? And who is going to be our surprise receiver who kind of shows out uh, a little more than the rest of Chiefs Kingdom was anticipating? Well, I can already tell you right now, MVS is going to shine out a little bit more than Chiefs Kingdom is anticipating. The man's going to be open. Uh, who expected him to be number two on the depth chart going into this week? I'm surprised. Not very many. I'm surprised. I mean, He's going to surprise Chiefs Kingdom. I'm hoping. I don't know what else to say about that. Ty Bob, I mean, not a fan, but I mean, I've got optimism. <laughs> I, I undoubtedly am not a fan seeing what he's yeah. done in Green Bay. Yeah, um, but. It, it has not been impressive with the amount of talent that he has had to go against and the talent that he's had throwing to him. Um, with, with that said, I mean, it, maybe he just needed a new regime. We'll have to see how it plays out. His his preseason was was really good. Um, granted, with that, you know, he, he's got McColl and a rookie as competition. Um, 
and you know we have no idea where McColl is is lining up in this whole thing. He's been up on everybody's radar and down on everybody's radar to to have a battle between those two for number two. Um, it's going to speak to the quality or disservice that either one of them is bringing to the table. And as far as the number one goes, like Juju's number one on the depth chart. Um, by the way, everything looks in practice. Um, I know Mahomes was spreading the ball around in preseason, but I feel like most targets for a wide receiver, uh, I'm still holding that uh, Juju's going to, you know, see around eight to ten targets um, and and dominate most of Mahomes' attention outside of Travis Kelsey. Great. Definitely. Before we jump into Pick'em, boys, is there anything else that you would like to cover or talk about in week one, uh, 325 in Arizona uh, for first kickoff game of the week, of the just, season? Just media coverage of, of the Chiefs. Like there is, I mean, we're a very polarizing team for some reason. You you get to people. Yeah. <laughs> you, you get to people that, you know, believe in us and think that, you know, Patrick Mahomes, because of all of his stats and everything about him, you know, rightfully so, say that we're going to, you know, be a Super Bowl contender. And then there's people like Dan Orlovsky and freaking Bart Scott, Jesus, freaking <laughs> saying that, you know, Mahomes isn't even like the third best quarterback in our in our division. And, you know, we're going to we're going to be looking at a wild card spot or something on, on the outside looking in. And I just, it's just crazy to me. Like I, I love nobody, hearing that nobody's right put now. up the stats that Mahomes. And I mean, part of me loves it too, because I know it's going to light a fire underneath our guys. hundred percent. We know like Pat is petty. Pat is very petty. The more ammo that guy can have it is, is better. Keep giving I mean, to us. Keep giving you to look us. He's going to be counting. He's going to be counting the number six on his hands. Yeah. Uh, after a touchdown or something, you think I'm the sixth best player in this league. Come on now. You think I'm the fourth best in my division? There are too many people out there with too big of a voice. I get it. You're doing it for clicks, but like have a little bit of integrity in yourself. You know what this man can do. <laughs> 28 it, points in a quarter without Tyreek Hill. 13 seconds. That's all it <laughs> takes. It's <laughs> all it takes. We know what he can do. Well, boys, with that said, Let's get to pick them for Kansas City versus the Arizona Cardinals in Phoenix. Um, we do have some early odds coming in uh, by way of a sports book that shall not be named because they do not sponsor us. No free uh, ads. So no free ads. But <laughs> if you would like to be uh, sponsor sponsor this segment, most certainly reach out to us uh and we will get that bo that bad boy figured out if you're listening uh, if you're listening currently right now uh the kansas city chiefs are a six point favorite that's gone up from the, the time i put in my bet at four and a half so we're going to be doing money line straight up no spread no over unders money line straight up who do you guys have winning sunday 325 phoenix arizona with scores too, right? That's what we gotta say. Yeah. Yes, and your scores. Okay, I I already know what I'm gonna say. Uh, thirty-five seventeen Chiefs. Ooh. Thirty-five twenty. 
It's not good. Oh, that's it. You got the Chiefs winning? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Easy there. Oh, oh, oh. I'm also <laughs> going to take the Chiefs to win this one. I'm going to put it at 37 21. It's going to be a close one. We're going to oh, cover. No field goals? No, no field goals, baby. Actually, yeah, because no, 35. One, one field goal. For the Cardinals. Locked field goal. I like <laughs> it'll that. Be, it'll be a tough one. It'll be. It'll be in there. Um, now, we have talked about how this season is going to be on the rise for individual players, position groups, and the team as a whole. We are not expecting any disappointments here. But if I remember correctly, there is something that will be coming a little bit of disappointing out of this podcast. I think Tybo's <laughs> got a – yeah, Tybo's definitely got a top five for us. Hit Just, us uh, Just for fun, do you remember who requested this one on Twitter? Um, I don't. I don't. Was this a requested one on Twitter? I'll have it to go was. back and look while was. you pick this one up for us. So, uh, this it was comes request- from Josh Comley at jcom95. There we go. So, Mr. Josh, thank you for listening. Thank you for the <laughs> suggestion. Um, I have my top five disappointments, uh, in Chiefs history. Um, and, and to be honest, I, I kept this more, um, post year 2000. Um, more so in my memory, um, I did go, uh, I did do some research, um, but a lot of the older guys that were listed as disappointments, just like too far out of memory. Like these, these are, these are my opinion, top five disappointments in chiefs history. And I'll start off with a, uh, honorable mention. Number seven. Uh, <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just one honorable mention this time. <laughs> um, I don't know, uh, if uh, very many people remember this guy's name um, because he wasn't very prominent. He was a first round draft pick. He stayed with the chiefs for five seasons. He was a defensive tackle. And in those five seasons, he recorded 52 something, 50 something tackles and two sacks. That would be a Mr. Ryan Sims. Um, Everything you read about this guy says like he was lazy. Um, had a good foundation of talent, but didn't really work hard to do much with it. Um, and as you can see, five seasons and you rack up 50-something tackles um, and two sacks as a defensive lineman starting in the NFL, back, especially back when the days like where all they did was run the ball, like that's, <laughs> that's a disappointment in my eyes. Like he started most of the five years that he was here, but he's still a disappointment in my eyes. So honorable yeah, mention, Russell. Ryan Sims. Jamarcus Russell of defensive tackles. Sure. Let's go for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, moving into the uh, top five here. Uh, number five. Um, this guy was not a draft pick. Um, Le'Veon Bell. Um, lots of buzz um, coming into our acquisition of Le'Veon Bell. Nobody knew where he was going to go. Um, had a subpar year with the Jets right before. Um, he was looking to reclaim a bit of what he was in Pittsburgh, but it did not happen in Kansas city. Um, he was beat out uh, for playing time. He hardly got to see the field. Um, and he had some differences with our coaching staff and just, he was overall a big fat disappointment for Kansas city. Um, the next two on my list are related to Tony Gonzalez. Um, so just keep that in mind. Uh, moving up the ladder here. Uh, number four, Javier Arenas. If you don't know him, um, 
big disappointment, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you if you don't know him, um, he is the draft pick that ended up being after we traded away Tony Gonzalez. We had the opportunity to trade Tony Gonzalez for a third rounder and a player, um, but our front office decided to wait around for a second rounder. And, you know, Tony Gonzalez goes to the Falcons. We get a second-round pick, and that second-round pick turns into Javier Arenas. Um, he was all right. Um, he was very prominent in our uh, return game, but never did anything special. He was god-awful in the secondary. Um, he made – I can probably count on one hand the amount of impact plays he made on defense because um, he wasn't very good. Um, but that is – who we got in return for Hall of Fame tight end Tony Gonzalez. So if you look at the valuation there, doesn't look so good on our end. Big disappointment. Um, number three, the tight end that was supposed to replace Tony Gonzalez and flashed some promise as a rookie. I think he made a really sick one-handed grab uh, in the end zone. But the years after that, I mean, he wasn't dealing with the best quarterback play, but he was trashed. Yeah. <laughs> he was supposed to be so good. Oh, my goodness. And that one uh, that one came at recommendation from uh, Kai Bob, um, and I definitely had to throw him on the li- on this list because when you go from Tony Gonzalez to Tony Moyaki, um, that's a big <laughs> step down. So, <laughs> Ain't the same Tony, man. It's not. <laughs> uh, number two, I'm hoping – Everybody remembers this guy. Um, he was uh, 2012 or 2013, maybe even 2011. Um, he was our number three overall draft pick. Third or third pick in the draft, Tyson Jackson. Oh. And if, if you're having trouble remembering that name, it's because he doesn't do anything. <laughs> Tyson Jackson. Tyson Jackson had a lot of hype. Um, he had good film coming out of college, but we absolutely wasted a number three overall pick on this bum. So <laughs> number two, Tyson <laughs> Jackson. Um, and number one, uh, probably the most notorious disappointment in Chiefs history, uh, Todd Blackledge. Um, 1983, seventh overall pick. He was picked ahead of Dan Marino. And he comes from the class of John Elway, Dan Marino, and we chose him ahead of Dan Marino. <laughs> and you look at where Dan Marino's ended up and who the hell is Todd Blackledge, okay? Chiefs, Chiefs Kingdom doesn't even know who he is because he's almost uh, a, re- a repressed memory because <laughs> it was that bad. <laughs> so um, Disgusting. <laughs> We're not looking for any of this in this season because um, we have <laughs> we have Patrick Mahomes. Okay, we know who we got. All right, we're not going to be dealing with any of any disappointments this year. Um, but that is the top five disappointments uh, in Chiefs history. It's not pretty. No, <laughs> it's not pretty, man. I don't. I don't want to revisit that ever again. Josh, thank you for your submission. But <laughs> Pick a different I'm, one. <laughs> I'm not going to sleep tonight because of you. <laughs> Pick a different one, man. Uh, that was a fantastic list, Tybo. Um, 
we'll close it out here because that was disappointing. What's not going to be disappointing is Kansas City's big old fat win in Arizona this weekend. We are six point favorites from a sports book that shall not be named. And Patrick Mahomes is coming out to slay dragons, take names and write your name in the death note. All right. He's coming in to win. He's the Grim Reaper that slays dragons. (laughs) (laughs) We will see you all on Sunday on Twitter and our hearts and our minds. Let's keep this one rolling into the next week. Do not forget to right after this uh, Chiefs episode that you're listening to, we will be dropping our NFL episode. Like we talked about last week, we're changing it up a little bit. Keep them a little shorter format for you. Chiefs and NFL. So when you're done with this one, go right on into the next one. It's going to be our NFL show and our Pick'em show. Make sure to stick around for that. Don't forget to check out our YouTube. And as always, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.